Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, and pastor of the Buckron Baptist Church in Frankfurt. I like to talk about issues and answer the questions that pastors face in ministry every day. I'm frequently asked this question in my pastoral ministry class and other pastors will ask me, should I marry two non-believers to one another? Well, my answer to this question might surprise you. I, I talked to an awful lot of pastors and their initial reaction, even a strong reaction is, no, I won't marry two non-believers. Now I'm gonna tell you that I think this is a function really of your time and opportunity. So if you don't have time to do it, I, I get it. A wedding takes a lot of time, most of the time. Uh, one year I had 26 weddings and frankly, I got my fill of them. I'm a great believer in marriage. I love marriage and I hate weddings, <laughs> but they have their place and their purpose and uh, they serve as a marker, a testimony of the covenant of marriage. But I want to remind you of something. Marriage is God's gift to humanity, not just to believers. So I'm going to say that if you have the time and the opportunity, and if it pleases you, it's certainly not wrong for you to marry two non-believers to one another. In fact, I would say that this gives you an opportunity to really speak into their lives and to have influence with them that you wouldn't have other, otherwise. Now, let me be clear. I don't think you should lower your standards of premarital counseling uh, for two non-believers. Once, uh, while I was in seminary, I pastored a church that was right beside the county courthouse I can't tell you how many times people would knock on the door and they had just gone to the courthouse and gotten a license and they were just looking for a preacher to tie the knot. I would not do that because uh, I, I know nothing of their circumstances. I don't know if they're doing it legally. I don't know if, the, uh, if they have the right idea of marriage or anything. But if a couple comes to me and they're non-believers in our community and they say, we'd like you to marry us. We watch you on TV or we've seen you on the internet or whatever their reason might be. And they're non-believers and they want me to do it. Assuming that I have the time, the, uh, the opportunity, uh, and I want to have influence in their lives. And I think it's a reasonable thing for me to say, okay, I'm, I'm happy to do this, but here are my conditions. And I would tell them in my case, they have to agree to eight hours of premarital counseling. Now, a lot of that is on I have on video, but uh, about uh, an hour and a half to two hours of that is personal. And of course, the way that I would go at my premarital counseling with a lost couple is to tell them, well, first of all, you need to know that you're starting out in a great disadvantage because you can relate to one another emotionally uh, and physically. I'm guessing that you already feel a strong attraction to one another and you relate to each other emotionally on some level, but you really aren't relating to each other spiritually. And that's the most important dimension. Through As you go through life, your bodies will change, your status will change. A lot of things will change about you over the course of a lifetime. But if you aren't bound spiritually to one another, you're gonna find that 10 years from now, you're married to a stranger. 
And I would just take the time then to share with them the gospel and tell them why it's so important that both of you become followers of Jesus Christ. And then as you follow him together, you'll find that this binds you together so much more strongly than anything else possibly could. And so I'm really going to share the gospel with them strongly and urge them to make Jesus Lord of their lives and of their marriage. Now, let's say that they don't. Let's say that I go through this as clearly and carefully as I can, and they say, well, pastor, we respect that that's your opinion. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be followers of Jesus. We just want to get married. Then I I would continue. I would say, okay, uh, I'll still marry you. But I cannot be less than honest with you. Several times during this counseling, you're going to hear me say, oh, man, this is going to be so much harder for you. And I'm just going to be honest with them. Now, if everyone may be that once a couple sees I'm going to do that, they no longer want me to marry them. And that's okay. I'm not offended by that. But I cannot be who I am not. And who I am is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when I pronounce them husband and wife, I do so in two ways. I do so uh, because I'm an agent of the Commonwealth of Kentucky where I would do that wedding. And I do it by the authority of the Commonwealth of Kentucky because they got their license from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. But I also do it as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that one to me is far more important. And so if they don't want me to do it because I'm so committed to sharing the gospel and to being honest with them that they're going to be at a great disadvantage, that's okay. But I would just tell them, now, I, I, I can't be less than honest with you. I can't act like it's going to be the same for you, and I'm a minister of the gospel, and I'm going to tell you that. So I would just share with them the necessity of following Christ. I would tell them testimonies of people that were following Jesus and and the way it affected their marriage and the people that weren't. And then when they got saved, their marriage changed. I would use everything that I knew to plead with them to put their faith and trust in Christ. Now, I will tell you, a much more difficult situation is about a believer and non-believer. And I know most of you would say, well, I would never marry a believer and a non-believer together. I will tell you, there's one circumstance that I can think of where I would. And that is that if, let's say, a, a, a couple started attending your church and they have four kids, they got they have kids, and after some time, you learn that they've been together for 15 years. They've had these four children together, but they're not married. And let's say that the woman gets saved. She trusts Christ, and she comes to you and she says, I've trusted Christ, and I want to follow Christ. Uh, but my, And my husband or my, my partner says that I'm free to do that. He has no objection to me doing that, but he wants no part of Jesus. Will you marry us because I want to be a follower of Jesus? That means I want to be baptized, and I think to be baptized, I need to be obedient in marrying the father of my children. I would tell you that in a situation like that, I think you've got sort of the two bad things colliding. What Which is worse? I don't think that it's a good thing to deprive those children of their father in the home. And in that case, I would say, okay, 
First of all, the, in every real aspect other than the legal entity of marriage, they already are one flesh. And I don't think it's wise to rip them apart when they have had children together. And so in that situation, because she wants to follow Christ and she wants to be obedient as a follower of Jesus, and she knows she needs to be married, then I would marry them uh, if he did not object to her following Jesus. Uh, if they didn't have kids, that would be a different thing. But in that one circumstance, at least that's one that I can think of, I, I would do that even then. Uh, these are the kind of sticky situations pastors often find themselves in. Sometimes we're just trying to figure out what's the least bad thing to do. It's not ideal because they are already together and he's not a believer. They already have children. Most of the time, I would say a believer shouldn't marry an unbeliever. But when they already have children together, I, I think it's a worse, a worse thing to say, oh, let's rip that part that home apart and deprive the children of the presence of their biological father when he's willing to be in the marriage. Uh, so these are the kinds of things that we pastors face. And by the way, it's not getting easier. It's getting tougher. The whole issue of marriage uh, and matrimony uh, is a more difficult thing to face than it's ever been before. But I think it's important that we uphold the biblical standards of a man and a woman, and they are covenanted together uh, in the bonds of matrimony until God by death shall separate them. So I would encourage you, anytime you have the opportunity to use premarital counseling as a means of sharing the gospel, do so. I think you're free to marry two non-believers. And I think in that one very unique case that I think it's best even to marry a believer to an unbeliever in the case of having children. You pray about that. You may reach a different conclusion. This is the kind of thing that we all have to seek the Lord about. But these are the kinds of things I like to talk about and the questions I like to answer because they're real life situations. And I pray that the Lord will bless this to your heart so that you may pastor well. <music> 